Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Independence Gang. And I have an echo. So this is my first day doing the official show without JV to help me. And now I've got a crazy echo in my system. What is this? Why? Why does this have to happen to me, L? Can you help me here with this? Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're hearing double voices. I, I might be. Um, and as we all see, JV's not here right now because he's, I think he went to the wars in Budapest. So he's out on the front line. <laughs> he's trying to get some, some information to bring back to our country to save us from where we're at. But what I'm going to ask is for L to start with something while I figure out this echo in my head. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fair. I got one second. Let me pull it up. Um, so, uh, since JV's out of town, I have, uh, I even got promoted to the top left square. I feel so special right now. It's because uh, I couldn't figure out how to switch them around. <laughs> well, okay. Well, that's the only reason. Fair enough. Um, but I wanted to, uh, since, uh, JV's out of town, I agreed to, uh, do a little bit of the heavy lifting. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, which I will hang on just a second, bear with me here. I'm not an expert either, is I wanted to talk about. Um, they're looking to Congress just introduced a bill to restrict people from uh, getting onto flights if they have not received their COVID vaccine. And uh, part of the verbiage just says, and for other purposes. So I'm going to pull that up right now. One sec. Okay, right here. Okay, share. All right, cool. If you're talking, we can't hear you. All right, so I guess I'm going to do this show. Um, El, we weren't hearing anything. No, can you hear me now? No. Okay, how about yeah. now? So, uh, Senator uh, Bernie Sanders uh, got up in front of Congress and said, Senator McConnell, things are changing. For once in a very long time, the United States Congress is going to stand with working families and not just the rich and powerful. Uh, so, uh, you know, of course, my response was, is that why Congress just introduced a bill to limit working class people from traveling unless they've had unless they've taken an ineffective vaccine? So if we look at this. This is on Congress. It's H.R. 4980 to direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or territory of the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and for other purposes, which I find quite ominous. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit uh, because I, I find that uh, quite ominous. Uh, uh, Juliet, do you want to talk about that? The, I, the, the other purposes part kind of worries me. What do you think about it? Oh, my goodness. I mean, yeah, they can do whatever they want with that. And it's really upsetting because, you know, like I'm a holdout. I don't want the vaccine. I had COVID. I, you know, scientifically, I shouldn't have to get it. But they're they're making it so hard now, you know, like they're, they're going to make yeah. it almost impossible to do anything. It's scary. Oh, for sure. What do you think, Jr.? Yeah. Okay. Well, that uh, is a very uh, precise, lawyerly term that was certainly put there intentionally. That's for sure. And uh, if, can you hear me all right? Or is that crazy yeah. Brit look uh, intentional? Nope. Okay. You're perfect. All right. You sound great, actually. <laughs> all right. Good. You're just looking crazy for your normal self, I guess. When you when you when you preface the show with your uh, voices you're hearing in your head, I wasn't surprised there. <laughs> it, it, you might be right there. Anyway, but that that other purposes is, you know, certainly a little scary there when it's uh, the whole bill is written about 
vaccinations on your airline, and then they throw in this other purposes. So that 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 snuck in there, and uh, for all the millions of people that don't read every last line of a bill, but L apparently does. <laughs> yes, L is so very I just, detailed. I, I just I just shared the link to the bill in. Uh, in uh, the chat and on YouTube uh, because people are saying, well, what other purposes? Well, they don't actually specify what other purposes. It's intentionally incredibly vague and there, there's literally no, there's no other explanation for that. It's just for other purposes. So yeah. Right. <laughs> it's probably another Nancy Pelosi kind of thing where you have to pass the bill to know what's in it. But I mean, someone ma made this point the other day and it really kind of has stuck with me. You know how after 9-11, they, you know, the TSA became a thing. You have people getting groped by the TSA, you know, for freedom. You got to take off your shoes for freedom and, and all that. And, you know, this, this is temporary. It's supposed to keep us safer. And, you know, none of that was temporary. And one question that I want answered that nobody will answer is, What's the metric for this being good enough? Uh, when is this enough? And and nobody has that answer because nothing it. will ever be enough. I so, have it. the the answer it, The answer is when they're in charge of everything and control everything. This is this is not the 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 uh, whatever variant name you want to put on it. It's called the midterm variant, and then it'll be called the presidential <laughs> election variant. This is all about power. They left it vague so they can do whatever they need to do, whenever they need to do it, to get those mail-in ballots, to do what they're going to do so that they can rule us. Because we are all just peasants. We're just peasants on is, their this farm. This is the new recall variant for sure. Yeah, you know what? You're exactly right. I mean, because, you know, I'm out here in California, and, and I, am, I am inundated right now. It seems like every other commercial is Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, telling me that this is a Republican-led recall on Gavin Newsom with Republican money when the reality is there's not enough Republicans to sign the petition. This is the people right. of California are over this. I mean, they only needed 750,000 signatures, and they got almost a, almost 2 million signatures. This is not mm – -hmm. but that's what, they're, that's what they're going for, and they have the, 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 uh, the current variant that we're not allowed to talk about because it's YouTube – um, but, you know, but basically Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren's ad or the ad they're using her for, she said, every Californian that can vote will get a ballot in the mail. Make sure you write for it. And then and then she holds a ballot and goes, make sure you mark no on the recall and stop these. G you know, so this, again, it, it's all about power. It's all about just keeping the 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 elites. And, and, you know, you can't even just blame the Democrats anymore. I mean, that that video that Trish shared, I don't know if you saw it today but she finally shared it to us about uh mm -hmm. about mcconnell being in on the second impeachment so it's, it's oh yeah it's the elites it's the establishment here we are you know and i don't mm -hmm. know what i i you know we have to throw all the bums out unfortunately toss them out i like it toss them out so do you want to take the next story or do you yeah want you know to what i do because because I, I, op I opened up with Rand paul i was buying some time to right, try and well. fix some stuff but i opened <laughs> right. up that video yeah. with Rand paul and his resist thing and and I have been bitching for a long time that that we need to fight and and I'm a you know and I'm a little more radical I guess than JV um and but but this is what I want to see that video I don't know did that play fine for you guys did you guys hear that fine that video yeah, okay no, so this is what I want to see uh Juliet from my politicians Rand Paul puts that out there he's going to attach bills he's going to muck up the system he's going to go out there and fight just like Marjorie Taylor Greene's doing on the house side or Laura Bolbert or a handful over there but Rand Paul is really the tip of the spear on this right now just call him Fauci the liar that he is and this made me happy to see I don't know it's such a 
Juliet, it sucks that our politicians have to do this, but I'm happy to see it. Where, where are you at with seeing stuff like that? Oh, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I mean, it's so wild that we live in a world now where this is necessary. But, I mean, good for him. He's been great the whole time. He's been fighting against it. And, I mean, he's right. We have to stand up or we'll never stop them. This is going to keep going forever unless and, we stop it. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. If we don't, JR, if we don't stand up and resist, like Rand Paul said in that video, to just... <laughs> push back legally of course and at the ballot box but we have to be vocal and loud like antifa's doing and and our politicians need to be leading i mean that's why we elect them right we elect them to be leaders jr do you do we we have a a void of leadership from our elected officials don't we absolutely uh there are not too many they've even put in the class of Rand paul that's been at the forefront of major issues you know, at heart, he's a libertarian, but, you know, by, by uh, you know, design, freedom is incredibly important to him. And he's seeing freedoms wherever you look being uh, confiscated by, you know, the big government crowd. And certainly the second or tenth wave of COVID, whatever it ends up being, is going to keep taking more and more. And we, we've already seen it. So I hope we don't have you know, Redux 2020 here uh, in 2021. Um, if if you don't stand up and, and cut it off now, I mean, how far is it going to go? And God God forbid, you know, the 2022 election doesn't see some change, you know, in the complexion of Congress. We need that so that there can be more Rand Pauls. Exactly. Uh, Absolutely. For our freedom. We, we definitely need more. We need to get some of these fighters. Um, in there, and, and, and L, I mean, when I saw that video, I was like, right on, finally. Now, how do we get the rest yeah. of them, to, to the rest of the fighters that are right of center to, to see that and go for it? The ones that, you know, you know there's, there, there's ones that they want to do it, but they're afraid. But Rand's blazing that troll. Do you think we'll get more? Well, to answer your first question on how do we get others to do that, I don't think that I can say that here on YouTube, but um, uh, I, I do think that they're afraid or I think that they don't really care. Uh, and to pivot to talking about uh, the left for a while, just because it's a good example, they're becoming quite disenchanted for, with some of their darlings as well. Uh, earlier this week, AOC put out this video where she was talking about, we need to just don't be grumpy. Don't be, don't be a, a, a negative Nancy when things are going bad. Sometimes we get wins and people are like, people can't afford groceries people are getting kicked out of their houses you know don't tell people to be a negative nancy so i don't even care if someone runs that has the best platform says they're one of us they get in there they have a hundred seventy five thousand dollar a year salary or hundred seventy four thousand let me be correct there uh they get in there for a few years they start making that kind of money they start making the connections they get the book deals they do all the crap and then they you know they move on and forget about us i honestly think that uh congressional money should be held uh, like in a like a retirement account or something like that for like five years after they get elected, so that uh, if they do something wrong, we can just like withdraw it or something. I, like I don't know. I like I hate it. I don't know. I, I I don't really know what we can do other than vote them out. But that seems kind of uh, pointless to say because well, if, we've <laughs> tried. Rigged, then what can we do? Right, we so, tried. I don't know. We tried. Uh, we did it. The Tea Party movement I, put I, a bunch I, of people in there, and they just became rhinos. 
So yeah, well, that happens. I I've I've kind of started embracing anarchy. I'll be honest, not in like the Antifa kind of way, but like in a <laughs> yeah, I become ungovernable, unge uh, ungovernable. I have a story coming like, up. Definitely, <laughs> I have a story coming up that's going to fit right into that because I'm going down. I am going down that road too. Now, now to piggyback yeah, off of what you just talked about, L, with the the vagueness and the the crazy writings in the bill. So so the Oregon governor just signed a a law. That students can graduate without proving they can read, write, or do math. So Governor Kate Brown dropped the requirement that students demonstrate they have achieved those essential skills uh, by signing this bill. Uh, the bill was not... Now, here's the other funny thing. They knew it was going to go over like a turd, like a fart in church. Uh, the bill was not entered into the legislative database until July 29th, the day that she signed it, which is completely not normal and not standard practice. So it's like they're it's like they're trying to hide this. So so Jr. with what Elf was talking about about the bills being written so gobbledygooky, legalese, lawyerese, whatever you want to call it, and very vague. And now we're we have governors that are now starting to okay, you know what? The kids can graduate without being able to read, write. Or do arithmetic. I mean, this is a this is this is like trying to go back to the royalty days when we had a king and the peasants weren't educated at all. It's uh, it doesn't make uh, any rational sense to, <laughs> to send kids to an educational facility and not educate them in the basics of you know reading, writing, and arithmetic. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know how anyone can sit here and try to justify that. And I gotta believe the parents who are paying all these school taxes. Uh, or the tuition, you know, um, are going to pay for nothing. You know, I mean, if their kid can sail through and uh, they're proficient at TikTok, um, I'm not sure that's going to give the uh, them the uh, the education and the future that they that they deserve. And by you know, we've talked about it before. You start dumbing down the electorate um, so that they aren't required to you know, be knowledgeable and productive citizens and all those kind of things. Um, I, I, how, how can you do that in such a well-run state like, you know, like Oregon? They haven't had any issues out there lately, right? Um, it, it, it just, it's just, it's, it's, I was kidding. It's baffling okay. that they would even try to introduce something. So, I mean, it, it, it'd be, maybe most people aren't paying attention. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I mean, it's it, it, Juliet. I mean, Oregon is they're Americans, right? They're smart, right? How do they how do they look at this and vote for? How are they okay with this? I mean, what, let me ask you this, Juliet: Is there because they have all melon voting up there in Oregon? I believe I, don't, I believe they don't go to polls. I believe in Oregon is one of the states that it's, it's all melon. So my question is. Are the politicians this brazen to do something this stupid to push their agenda to keep us all dumb so they can rule over us because they know the fix is in? So they're just going to do what they want because it's a rigged system up there and we're just blind to it? Although now we know what's going on, so we know what to watch for. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, <laughs> red lightly here. Quite possibly, they don't have to worry about how anybody votes, right? That's a possibility. Um, other possibility is just that they're so advanced in their ultimate plan here that they're really not worried about us finding out what they're up to anymore. I mean, to graduate without being proficient in reading is absolute insanity. Everybody can text and, you know, read the internet, I think. So, I mean, just to have people graduating 
they can't don't have basic life skills. I mean, what a great, easily controllable population. Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, it's so scary because they're being very brazen now. Like they're not hiding it like they used to. No, ex you're exactly right. So, so L. So, since you're my conspiracy partner, um, oh boy. <laughs> so, but but Juliet just touched on something that is interesting, and I'm wondering if you have any yeah. read on it or feel on it. She said that they're so far down the road or down the rabbit hole or whatever that they're like, oh, there's no turning this train around. We're just gonna do what we need to do, and they're doing it. Well, to be quite honest, I don't think that. I, I, like, I 100% I agree with what Juliet's saying to a point, but I do think that they underestimate uh, how even just a, a small amount of people who stand against someone are quite powerful uh, in a way. That's why we have always kind of struggled with knocking out. I mean, granted, not to like compare, <laughs> maybe this isn't a good comparison, but uh, that's why they have a hard time knocking out like insurgents and <laughs> like uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran because all it takes is a small group of people to keep building power and i'm not saying that we should be like isis i'm just saying <laughs> that um <laughs> i'm just saying that it's hard to uh shut down a strong idea uh or people who are passionate uh that's you know and i i think that no matter what they, they can try to beat this into people as much as they want to but there's always going to be people that are thinking differently and are willing to uh move into a different uh, way of thinking uh but, but i mean this has kind of been i think we were discussing this on the stream last night a little bit but uh, when you tell people that bill gates is like pretty much the sole funder and uh, influential force behind changing our educational system uh, people just want to roll their eyes and, and tell you that you're crazy but it's actually true if you just look up on your favorite uh, browser just look up bill gates common core uh bill gates was the sole like the sole like strong financier for uh, the common core system. And then the same thing with the equi equitable math uh, thing that's going on now where they wanna detract mathematics courses for every student from grade K through 10. They don't do any sort of advanced courses whatsoever uh, until 11th grade, so it keeps everyone together. So that that's also solely funded by Bill Gates. Uh, and, and part of that, in, in my opinion, is to kind of embrace this global citizen, SDG, Agenda 2030, Great Reset kind of thing. But then also, Bill Gates is a capitalist through and through, despite wanting to turn all these kids into communists and socialists. So he doesn't want any competition. And if he dumbs them all down, then there's it's going to be highly unlikely that uh, kids are going to uh, be able to you know, challenge them technologically or intellectually in the future. Right, so it's, exactly. It's, it's scary. <laughs> oh, exactly, so. exactly. It, it's all scary. All right, I have one more quick thing to go around, Ellen, and I'll come, then I'll give it to you to, to move on to the next. Um, so this, sure. this goes, okay, now this is going to jump back to the Rand Paul fighting back. I love this, right? I will be amazed if this actually happens. But the, the House GOP eyes removing Democrat star media stars if they gain the majority. So I read this article and I laughed. I, I, pretty, I hope they do this. But they're talking about stripping uh, Swalwell, Mr. Fart on TV man, uh, sleeping with <laughs> Fang Fang, the Chinese spy guy. And Omar, who is a, who is a spy for uh, being caught in all kinds of funky stuff they're talking about you know what they did to marjorie taylor green they're going to do it to them they're going to strip them of their committees so jr now we have Rand paul standing up and going Wah! and now i mean it's a it's a trial balloon maybe i don't know but some of the some of the members in the house are talking about it if they do this will you be surprised that they have the cojones to actually pull this off i think that the direction the radicalness of the current administration is going i guess it wouldn't shock me and they certainly have precedent by the other party 
doing it to them. So if they're in the majority and, and the majority's, you know, a, a, a few people away in the house and the Senate's essentially tied. So I, it wouldn't shock me if they did that at all, because now what, now, Republicans, I'll admit, they talk a lot tougher when they're in the minority right. than they do when they're in the majority. Exactly. We've seen that for decades. Yeah, exactly. So a, a skeptic I could see could say that, uh, well, well, we'll we'll see if it happens, and it won't. But I don't know. I, th- I think they've gone pretty extreme. And to do the type of things that they're currently doing and the committees that they strip, you know, the— uh, not allowing uh, the Republican side to pick who they want on certain committees. Uh, so unprecedented type stuff. I, I think they certainly have the grounds to reciprocate. So did you, Juliet, do you think it's right for the Republicans to, to you know, to fight fire with fire, to, to play on the same battlefield, to, to, to run by the same rules that the Democrats are running by, which is no rules, basically. They're just making stuff up. It, it, or does this just lead to the total destruction of our system, which is what George Soros wants? Well, very true. But um, I say, yeah, it's absolutely fair to just use their tactics against them. However, like, we have to start doing it first. We can't just, like get them back every time they do something crazy to us like we need to start doing crazy things to them that they haven't thought of yet but they 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 win the game and then we retaliate and they're like okay whatever and we don't really make a lot of progress but you know i'm glad to see us doing something like anything at all even if it's not great like just at least they're doing something throw the mud at the wall damn it throw the mud at the wall see what (laughs) sticks please all right, L. Do you want to comment on any of that, or just go off on your own? Your call. Um. Well, I was I'll to to piggyback off of what uh, Juliet was saying. I absolutely think that we need to do more of that kind of thing, and go on the offense more. I think that they think that it will alienate you know Democrats that they're hoping to convert to conservatism or Republicanism or whatever. But, but like, they're alienating their own party by being you know, little baby back bitches. So in, in my opinion, I think it would be a great thing. And I think it would energize their voter base. But yeah, like at this point, the line in the sand is pretty much drawn. And I don't think that there's going to be a lot of winning over people. There are, there are people that, uh, you know, do kind of wake up or see the other side, but you're not going to just win that over by, you know, being a pansy in Congress. Like, no, like nobody even pays attention to that stuff, to be honest. I, like, we all kind of do because we're super hyper plugged into it. But, like, your average person is not plugged into, like, what's going on in Congress. They don't care. So just being an asshole. Like, you got elected for a reason. You got elected to represent the people that, you know, voted for you. So, uh, anyways, I, but I will, um, I can uh, pivot to something else if you'd like. Yep, go for it. So, um, in Texas uh, today, Greg Abbott issued a statement to, uh, in order to mitigate the recent rise in COVID-19 cases in Texas, he has uh, authorized all hospitals to stop doing, uh, sorry, elective procedures. So, in his, uh, sorry, like in his, in his mission to save people from uh, COVID or, or to save the hospitals from COVID, he's uh, sacrificing people's health to do that, which I find uh, pretty peculiar. And I don't know who wants to go. I guess, Britt, do you have something to say on that or do you want to go someone else? Well, is it is it this is Greg Abbott doing this uh, proactively or is it something about is he, is he going after Biden on something? I mean, 
No, I mean, so it says it says in the thing it says, um, hang on, I'll go back to it. Uh, in order to mitigate the recent rise in COVID-19 cases in Texas, uh, the te Texas Department of State will be utilizing staffing agencies to provide uh, medical personnel from out of state Texas to assist uh, COVID-19 operations. And then further down, it says that they will, uh, yeah, uh, asking hospitals to voluntarily postpone, voluntarily postpone elective medical procedures for which a delay will not result in a loss of life or the deterioration of a patient's condition. So that verbiage is in there, but as we well know, over the last year and a half, you have people who missed biopsies, who missed right. x-rays, who missed all kinds of things. And they might say, oh yeah, well it won't deteriorate their condition. But a lot of these kind of things are right. either you exploratory or preventative care and are absolutely contributing to the degradation of people's life. So we're sacrificing people's health to save people's health from a virus that is, uh, like we quite survive. survivable and so, he also hasn't he hasn't been able to secure the border and that's okay. where it's coming from so this is my first time seeing so. that and and i uh, but yeah. i do know because we are hyper plugged into the news that we're getting crushed on the border with uh, uh mm -hmm. illegal aliens coming over they are testing positive testing positive they what was it just a couple days ago they had like seven thousand positive tests people that were actively testing positive with COVID, and then they just turned them loose into Texas. So Texas is is having a rise in COVID numbers and COVID problems because of the crush on the border and, and, the, and the DHS or the, the Border Patrol. The, the numbers are so big, and the edict from Washington is just release them. So they're just releasing into Texas all these people with COVID that are coming up from South America. So I mean, maybe Greg Abbott's seeing numbers and seeing, like, looking at this onslaught of 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 inflow of COVID infected people that other states don't have this problem, and he's like, "Oh man, we need to prepare for this because the Democratic administration in Washington D.C. is trying to crush a Republican red state." And don't, and if any of you that are listening to us want to try and convince me that a Democratic operative wouldn't do something like that, you're high as a kite because they would do this because they don't care about us. We are just pawns in their game. They don't care if we die or if we live. The Democratic machine, the elite machine in D.C. does not care about us. And once you realize that, it becomes really easy to understand why they do what they do. And it is easy to slaughter a human being when you hate them. And that's what the machine has done. They're making people hate one another, and then it's easy to kill them. So, hey, you know, we got 7,000 COVID. Just turn them loose in the red state because we don't care about them. Let them all die. And maybe maybe Greg Abbott has seen that, and he's preparing for it. Did you see what the congressional candidate in California said about about uh, being able to shoot people today? Because this is, this is uh, scary. This guy, his name is Steve Cox. He's a congressional candidate. He calls himself an independent, too. He calls himself an independent in California. Uh, and let's see. Choo. So Matt Walsh said, COVID is here to stay. You're going to get it. It almost certainly won't kill you, but it could. You'll probably get cancer eventually, too, unless you die first. Lots of scary things out there. Death is certain. Suffering is unavoidable. Stop cowering. Live your life while you can. And then Steve Cox, Mr. Big Brain over here, who's running for uh he's an independent candidate from california says whenever anyone announces we all die of something or a variation thereof to justify not taking precautions to help protect others in this pandemic what should we should be allowed to shoot them why are you crying we all die from something for you it's that bullet in your gut so two things here obviously like you said they're turning people against each other they want us to wish people to die or whatever but secondly if you shoot someone in their gut that just shows me you don't know anything about a gun so 
<laughs> yeah, they are absolutely they're absolutely pitting people against each other. Was my point to that? And the, the, like this guy is he's he's a congressional candidate. Like he wants to be in our government, and he's saying we should be allowed to shoot people. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'll just mention quick about the uh, you know the elective surgery thing. Though uh, in New York, that was uh, one of the things they enacted uh, last year, and uh, I took that to mean getting less people in the hospitals where obviously the uh, you know a lot of covid patients ended up um and trying to keep less people that were healthy otherwise and not uh critical you know not going in for laser surgery or whatever electric surgery it is um but again that's kind of a broad brush like l said i mean you're going in there for preventive stuff as well that is seemingly classified as elective but that was done last year in New York, and I'm sure other states. But uh, you could very well be right. What Abbott is really thinking is to create more resources to fight against the onslaught that's happening because of the border crisis. But uh, you know, I don't know. Sound bites for politicians, <laughs> yeah. you know, are as fleeting as the next news hours and cycle. So I, uh, I wouldn't give that unless he keeps repeating things that are. A little uh, on the crazy train spectrum, Brett. I, I wouldn't get too excited about that myself yet. I don't know the guy, but maybe one of you do, but I don't. Uh, Juliet, do you have any thoughts on uh, Greg Abbott doing a preemptive strike here? Um, well, okay. So in Maryland, they did the same thing at the beginning of the pandemic. And even then, you know, like, remember the, the whole thing with the Javits Center and they like set it all up so they could have the overflow of patients and stuff. Where are those? Like, why don't we have COVID wards if it's really that bad? Like, why don't we set up a facility like we've done for every other major contagious disease, right? Like typhoid and cholera. Like we used to send them to a place to be treated away from everybody else so that they didn't interfere. But now it's like, well, no one else can be treated for anything. We can only treat COVID. And if you have stage four cancer, just good luck. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It feels like there's some other reason to it. And I'm not yeah. sure what that is. Yeah. Like I say all the time on Twitter, the government is not telling us something or the government is not telling us something. And I don't know which one's right. <laughs> I just know one of them is. And I don't know what we so, do with that. I Go ahead. One thing, one thing too that though is they do have specific COVID war, wards, but I've also heard, and this is part uh, anecdotal from things that people uh, DM and email to me, but also from things that I've read from reports that it doesn't matter what you go into the hospital for right now, they are going, they're testing everyone to know if you have it or not. Mm -hmm. So that's also kind of artificially inflating the case rate because you have people. One of the people, this was this is actually really sick, uh, but there was a, a family from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, who went to California, and uh, the husband got a, a horrible sunburn. They were out on the beach all day. He didn't wear sunscreen. He sat on the beach all day and, like, turned, like, purple and was, like, had horrible sun poisoning. And so he went to the doctor at first, and they were kind of dismissive of him and were like, you know, like, there's, you know, put this salve on or whatever, and, and then... The next day or the day after he went back and they admitted him of course because he like his like vitals were starting to crash um and while they were doing that they uh tested him for covid and he was covid positive but this man had a super super severe sunburn like to the point where 
it was killing him. And so then the New York Post and all of these other tabloids got a hold of it and they were talking about how he regretted that he didn't get vaccinated. And like while that may be true, the the fact of the matter is, is that he died of a severe sunburn, not COVID. But they of course they brought him in and they tested him for COVID and so that was what everyone took and ran with it. But the man sat out on a beach for like eight hours, his skin turned black and started falling off and they want to blame COVID for that. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe his fiance or wife, I think it was his wife, um, might have been kind of grieving and just kind of thinking, well, what could I have done? Could we have done anything different? And but they took that and ran with it. But it, like the kind of things that they're exploiting right now uh, to score these gotcha moments, it, it, it's actually it's sick. It's, it's sick. actually sick. And, yeah. and, and then the and then the hospitals are making extra money if they can tag it with covid. And then we have the other problem where they're testing everybody that's going in there with the PCR test that the FDA has said, oh, we're not going to use that anymore. We're withdrawing the emergency use usage in a month where we're withdrawing it, but we're going to withdraw it because it has so many false positives. So, again, the government's not telling us something or the government's not telling us something. So I don't know what we do with that. And you're right. What about the guy the guy that died in the motorcycle accident, but he tested positive for COVID, so they say he died of COVID? No, he died because he splatted into a bus. But, you know, he had COVID, so we're going to take the other money. I mean, I don't know exactly how he died, but he died in a motorcycle accident, and he got, he got the death certificate said COVID. So I think there's a lot right. of grifting going on, a lot of hospitals taking advantage, a lot of – and here's the other thing. And they, get I'm more, gonna, they get more money. Yeah, they get more money. But like, here's another like thing. Said. The way that hospitals work, um, you know, they have wings and they have floors with beds on them. And if they're if they're if they're if they don't have a lot of people, they close down the wings. So those beds come offline. They're not available because they're not staffed. So the hospital always looks like it's at they'd like to run at that 80, 85, 90 percent range of capacity. If they start getting up in the 95, they call in more staff. They open another floor, a fleet of beds. And, and then all of a sudden they're back down to that 80 percent range. So there's a lot of that funniness that's going on where they're saying, oh, our, our hospitals are at 92 percent. Well, yeah, but you got a whole wing over here. You can open up of 1500 beds, but you're not doing it. Oh, why? You know, so there's a lot of hocus pocus crap that's going on to keep us in, in fear porn. But uh, I digress because I'm. They're get also laying off, of off doctors and nurse, nurses in droves, though, too. So how terrible is this pandemic? If yeah, you're willing to lay off your staff, if they won't get a vaccine. Again, like, what are they telling us? Is it really that bad? You would think that we'd, if it's if it's that bad, we'd be in wartime. And also, uh, just to go on, like everything that we see is propaganda. And and if you thought mm-hmm. for a second that we had actual video and images of these overwhelmed hospitals, like. Every single image that you see on a, on a, a news article or in, in videos or whatever, it's always of just like empty hallways with doctors walking down them or it's some sort of uh, stock image. If you if we actually had the imagery to show people of what they're saying that's going on, they would be showing it because a man said called the mascot of the like Colorado baseball team yesterday and everyone thought that he said the n-word and everyone was going nuts over it because there was actual proof of the you know racism or whatever which obviously was a lie but if they actually had the imagery and the videos and and it was that bad and people were like yeah just come in you know get the but they don't have that if I saw if I actually saw this with my own eyes I would maybe tone it down just a smidge but I haven't seen it one time like not one single right. time. And if they actually had it, we would see it. Well, that's this, what the news does. This is a rabbit hole <laughs> we could go down forever. And I think what we're going to do yeah. is maybe Friday night we'll do a special show after the YouTube show. And we'll do it on Rumble where we can't get nuked. 
And we'll talk about all this stuff because there is so much that we could talk about that just does not make sense. Not not that we think it's fake or not fake. Or, it just doesn't make sense. But we got to move on because we got other subjects to get to. And I could stay on this subject for hours and people don't want to hear that. So we're going to move on. Um, so this is going to go back to the uh, it's time to fight and anarchy and whatnot. So uh, the video out of uh, and I'm not going to play the video because, uh, you know, we'll, YouTube will find a reason to shut us down. But basically that attack that happened up in Portland where Antifa attacks the families at a Christian prayer event in uh, Portland Park. Did all you guys see that? So Antifa basically violates the rights of people to gather and practice their religion freely. So Antifa just rolled in like these are these are eyewitness statements. Antifa just rolled in like an angry mob, started throwing flash bombs at everybody, macing everybody, rotten eggs. A woman is here saying on video, they threw a flash bomb into a group of kids that were out there from four months to to like ten years old. So that you know that there's that that eyewitness. Here's another one. Uh Antifa had threatened to beat people up. Blah, blah, blah. The police were not even far from there, and they were laughing in their vehicles and doing their thing. This is from the Portland Tribune. A witness uh, said that. Um, then we have, uh, uh, I'm trying to get to this one. Uh, there were no arrests made during the squabbles at all. Now, if you watch the videos, if you watch the videos that Andy No has posted and uh, Kurt Schlichter has posted and Jack uh, Posobiec posted, um, you can see everything that's going on. You can see the, the black block kids roll in. And the cops just watched and laughed. There's video of this. I'm te- You know, Juliet, I, this whole defund the police thing, and hear, and, and hear me out on this. You have cops. They've chosen a side. They're not going to do anything. So black block Antifa rolls in and starts assaulting people. If you fight back, you're the one that gets arrested. The police will arrest you, and then they let Antifa go. Or the police will arrest both of you, then you go to the DA, and the DA, if you're even remotely not Antifa, you get the book thrown at you, and the Antifa guy gets released. And away he goes, because the DA has let them go. And the cops know this happens. I I personally would prefer the cops to be gone. Let the cops go. Everybody put a gun on you, and we just defend ourselves. I just wonder, I'd rather defend myself. Because I know if I see Antifa beating somebody down and I intervene and beat the shit out of them, I'm going to jail. I'm the one that's going to be locked up in solitary confinement for 23 hours a day because I'm not Antifa. I'm not on their side, and the DAs will make sure that happens in a big city. You get out to where the sheriffs are at or out in the rural areas, it's a whole different animal out there. The cops are a lot different. But in the inner cities, I am... Slow, I, I'm, I'm ready just to defund them all. Where are you with this? Um, I, you know, that incident is just like it gets my blood boiling every time I think about it. Like ever since I watched the videos, it just it makes me so mad. Um, in Andy Noe's book about Antifa, he goes into he has like a chapter that explains really, really well why we keep seeing this, and it's because I guess the mayor is in charge of the police like they they don't have like a I, there's a funny structure there so it's like kind of like old west like structure so basically they have been told to stand down they are not allowed to do anything i don't know why they were laughing this time but they're not allowed to do anything antifa has free reign they have entire groups of lawyers and uh accounts that are bailing them out immediately and then the prosecutors choose not to prosecute so they get 
to do whatever they want. But like, let me just say, I agree on the, I wish we could just defend ourselves because if anybody threw something at a four month old baby in my presence, like I would definitely get arrested. Yeah, exactly. Just, how dare you? Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. So Jr. looking at this and with what Juliet just said and added to that, I mean, how do we, how do we deal with this? These cops are just, I mean, and, and what Juliet's saying is that the mayor is in charge of the police department in Seattle. Portland's a little different, but it's still political oh, yeah. led. Yeah, it's still politically led. Um, so these cops are under political rule. But I, but I believe, Jr. that all the good cops have left. Anybody who had the true heart to do good, to serve, they've left. And the people they're hiring now are the dregs of society because no one with half a brain will go to work at the Portland Police Department. I mean, unless they're unless they are Antifa in their head already, and we're just basically they're just basically hiring the goon squads that are going to do the enforcement for the political arm. How do the regular folks that are just trying to survive deal with this? It's uh, it's chaos out there and has been for a year plus. So I think you're right. I mean, if you had you had the year then, you're out of there, and you certainly don't feel like anybody has your back. You're not going to waste your time. Um, arresting someone that you know isn't even going to be uh have anything punitive done to them for their actions and they'll be back out there to do it tomorrow so at some point even you know everything is just getting watered down you know you're you just start mailing it in and to me it's a self-fulfilling prophecy If, if you're not backing law enforcement and even if you're still trying to be you know inherently honor your oath you took when you took the job if you're not getting support you say it's not law enforcement say it's say it's employer x if you don't feel like you're getting support eventually your self-worth and you know uh getting up and feel like you're making a difference every day is gone and you know it's 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 the beginning of the end if we can't uh, you know keep people safe um and 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 to say that about four month old and ten year old kids and whatnot and think that is meaningless, um, I'd say that police department's gone and they're not effective. No, they're, they're whatever not. the answer is, you, you got to do something else because that ain't working. But you, know, you get what you know, you get what you ask for. Yeah, you know, basically by, by their actions they've done over the last uh, you know fifteen twenty months whatever. Although it's not surprising to me. Right. And again, and, and, and L, and I'm going to give it to you after you answer this. Uh, but first, I want to say, everybody in chat, thank you for showing up. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, but if you could please yeah. smash the like button, subscribe. That would be amazing while you're, while you're hanging out watching us. If you're watching on mobile, just X out of chat and hit the like button and you can come right back into chat. That would be amazing. Uh, the numbers do help us. The likes actually help us to uh, beat the Google anti-algorithms for shows like ours. But I would really appreciate if you could do that. Uh, it would be amazing. Um, L, so so there's a video out there that Andy No posted, and it's in, I think it's in Portland or Seattle, one of the two. But there's a guy being assaulted by five or six different Antifa people, one guy in a wheelchair holding a dog, could have been a girl, but he had a baseball bat, and that's what was holding them off of him. And he's backing up, backing up, backing up, and then the cops pull up, and they arrest him, and they apologize to the Antifa people. This is all on film. Andy No showed the video. It's all their document. They, the receipts. They arrested the guy that was being assaulted, that was being threatened, and they said thank you. Yeah. And then the shit we just watched with the Christians, and the, they just roll in and God disrupt stuff. So, why? Do, what's the point of having police? I kind of agree with you on that. 
I certainly respect our law enforcement that do their job well. Uh, not to be, you know, not all police officers are like that. Like, I, obviously, there's good and bad sides of everything, but I kind of agree with you because if you're expect, I don't know. It, down in the south, we don't have an issue with that. You know, our police force is really great. They do their job, but in cities like that, I don't like. I don't see why Antifa is against the police because, like you said, they do kind of uh, tend to uh, back them up when they need it. So I don't really get why they're trying to defund the police. I don't really think that's the point. I do think, and this is probably just me being conspiratorial here, but there that event there were like Christians and families there, but it was a Proud Boys event too. Uh, so that's why like Antifa was there to like counter protest. And to be quite honest, in my opinion, I think that uh, <laughs> I'm probably gonna uh, aggravate some people here, but I kind of think that both Proud Boys and Antifa have been infiltrated to the point where these kind of things get staged when they need a distraction. And I think it's working. So there's that too. So you know. think, so what you're saying is that this was an Antifa distraction move to help cover some political arse well because that's all everybody was talking about yesterday like and, and there was all like all kinds of things are happening where the vaccine passport movement is like growing strong like or anti-vaccine passport movement is growing strong we've got uh like congress introducing bills to block people from being on planes and people are talking about like antifa and proud boys fighting in the park like yeah that was important but like it took the it took everybody's attention away and then we also had people arguing about whether or not we should call like the newest variant the desantis variant or the obama variant because you know they they keep attacking desantis and then obama had his party and like like literally it doesn't matter but they like they kind of like infiltrate these like or not infiltrate but kind of infuse these false trends in and get people talking about them or they kind of stage these uh, events to happen for where people cover them so that everyone will look at the shiny thing instead of focusing on what's exactly. going on because people have people have no attention span right now and like it's i don't blame them but there's some very crucial things happening and as people like people can't pay attention to it because the, everybody's trying to distract them with this next newest shiniest thing and the biggest baddest talking point but yeah i think i'm, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start calling I, I it the, a distraction yeah i think i'm gonna start calling the tiktok <laughs> the tiktok the movement fight, who cares <laughs> yeah it's a tiktok moment just so. uh, next video next video next video next video mm. keep me keep me distracted mm. uh do you have anything where we're running you know we're down to man we're down to almost 10 minutes left on the show do you have uh anything else that you want to bring up uh oh are, sorry were you talking to me yeah do you have anything else to bring up you have another article <laughs> <laughs> Huh? I just, Tune in I, Tokyo. I mean, I can I can I roll on. <laughs> no, I struggle with ADD so bad sometimes. Like I just zoned out and was just like staring at my calculator, looking at the buttons. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that that's funny. Well, okay. Well, I got I got one quick thing to do. You and you figure out what you're gonna talk about next. So I got I got a quick thing here. I just found this funny. I went when I was when I was running around Jr. Uh, you know Juliet. I'll go to Juliet. When I was running around just looking for stuff to talk about, and this this headline popped up: uh, Armaco posts nearly 300% leap in second quarter profits as oil demand recovers. Armaco is part of the Saudi Arabia Kingdom and you know the OPEC stuff and whatnot. So here we are, Juliet, with you know OPEC is back. We were defeating them under Trump. Now OPEC is back. 300% profits uh you know lots of money and these people hate us what do you think they're going to do with that money um probably pretty bad things uh, you know that involve explosions and stuff i mean you know apparently 
nobody has a real issue with oil as long as it's just not coming from us. Like, if it's coming from the United States, it's terrible. It's horrible for everybody. And then, you know, like, we just buy it from other people when we have our own. It drives me nuts. I mean, it's just the same thing as how we send aid to, well, it's not the same thing, but the same problem happens when we send aid to, like, the Palestinians is that we end up funding terrorist attacks against Israel or whatever. You know, we're so, the more money we give our enemies, the worse off we'll be, which I feel like is the plan. You think that's the plan, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Blow us up. Like, I'm so blackpilled. I'm so blackpilled on, like, global stuff now. The whole plan is just to, like, derail the United States and make everybody else happy. I yeah, know. I kind of agree with you. And if I had the crazy train button to push, I would have pushed it on myself earlier and you just now. <laughs> but, uh, JR, since you're since you're involved in the more of the business world, like the, the high-level business world, um, well, I mean, what? I mean, really? I mean, is it back to is it back to pre Trump? I mean, back to where we're dependent on OPEC again? I mean, is that where we're at now? We've gone back to the old days of the terrorists basically get to to call the shots on our energy. Well, environmentally, that was a huge focus, and uh, you know, look at some of the executive orders. Day one, basically, uh, started us on that uh, path. I mean, under Trump, we became completely energy independent, no longer funding our enemies. And being able to be self-sustaining, uh, and one of the things that we certainly learned during COVID was all the things that we are reliant on people that may not like us too well. You know, be it pharmaceuticals, um, be it uh, chips that we no longer uh, can get in supply enough to even have cars on the lot. I mean, the the inventory in this country, we we have such a negative. Uh, um, trade sur surplus that, uh, you know, we have got to be able to take care of ourselves. We're the largest economy in the world, you know, 20 whatever um, trillion. And I think China is what, 10, 11, something like that. So it's not even close. So, you know, I look at oil is certainly the biggest economy because it, it, everything uh, is reliant on oil. Even things that aren't oil based are transported. And uh, it's such a key thing to drive our economy. Huge thing for us to be in energy independent, for us to not be anymore, is a step in the absolute wrong direction. And I am out for trying to, you know, be, um, you know, conserve, you know, our, our uh, environment to, to the point that, you know, we should be smart about it. But to do things detrimental to our economy, not do it incrementally, not to even uh, embrace natural gas as the bridge to, you know, more efficient things in the future, I think is just ludicrous. I, I just, I, I, L, I am just floored. And then after you, you can answer this or anything else uh, and or go on to what you want to go on to. But I, I am, I am, I am genuinely, genuinely shocked that, that the administration, that the, our government willfully put us right back into the OPEC hands. I'm genuinely shocked, shocked at that. I, I, I am. I'm shocked at that because they had they kept pushing forward with what was set up for them, they would have all the power. They they don't want the United States to have power. They don't. They need us to be. They need aggressors. They need people to target. Like that's. Anyways, I, I'm I'm not shocked one bit to be honest. Okay. 
I don't I'm not as I'm not as well versed in this subject as other people so I don't want to you know get good into it and just say a bunch of like bullshit that I don't know anything about <laughs> um, but I I'm not shocked that they went that route to be All right. Honest. Well do you have something for us? Oh yeah, I do. And I mean it kind of goes on, along with this. So this is new. I, I just was reading this right before we got started, but uh, the infrastructure bill here uh, is Biden's plan to tackle racism with roads. And when you get into this and you start looking into it as part of the infrastructure bill, uh, there's a lot of highways that uh, are interstates, in fact. So these are like federally built roads or whatever. This, I mean, this is garbage. And, and the more I read about it, the more infuriated I get. Uh, there's racist roads that they say that back in the 60s and 70s and whatever, they had to tear down these uh, like poor black communities to build. And so they're they're racist, of course. Um, <laughs> and, and so now part of this infrastructure is, hang on, I was looking at the exact number. Uh, they've allocated like $2 billion to tear down these interstates in these places and redirect them and so in my you know, granted this is kind of conjecture because i don't know for sure because i haven't seen the plan and i don't i think that's kind of the danger of it uh, i think this is kind of going to be a retaliation thing where they're going to tear down these roads from these communities that were destroyed like or that were, were taken taken over 50 years ago and it seems like their plan is just to divert it into a different community. So this kind of feels like revenge, to be quite honest, uh, for something that barely, well, I'm not saying barely anybody alive, because people obviously people were alive in the like, 60s and 70s or all that, but like, it, they're going to just do the same damn thing again uh, to, to right the wrong, to fix the racist roads. That, that makes absolutely zero sense to me. And the more I read about it, the more furious I get. And they say that it's going to like address climate change or whatever. I mean, this infrastructure bill, which our Republican representation has just been absolute morons and endorsed and like, I mean, it's, it's a way, all of this is a way for our government to enact eminent domain, which is not, which is part of, uh, I think it's Amendment 5 of the Constitution where they say that nobody can have their lands taken by the government unless the government gives you money for it. Hang on, I don't know where my pocket constitution is. But essentially, yeah, that's like they, they have to give you money for it. But they can seize your money through eminent domain, uh, which is where they basically say your property is a blight or uh, your property will be it, it will better the community they only have to make that argument that the, the property will better the community and they can take it and you'll get your money for it but it's going to be like the lowest uh valuation of it and then you have to move and it's it's happening all over it happens all the time there have been times in new york uh in particular where they've transferred private property to another private company uh which would be pfizer by the way they took a private farm a private property of a farm where they grew their alfalfa for their farm up the road they gave it to pfizer to build a, a office building and then pfizer closed that office three years later but like, this is what our government can do. They can take your property, give it to other private owners uh, because it'll better the community or because you're a blight. And another dumb ass Republican was actually talking about their budget the other day on Twitter about how we have set aside like X number of billions of dollars to fix blighted communities. That is literally the verbiage that they use when they're going to be using eminent domain. To take These your stuff. Morons don't care. People are going to be losing their houses left and right. They're going to get new interstates built where their homes are to as, as 
revenge <laughs> for some shit that happened 50 years ago. You're going to have private property being transferred to private businesses. And like, like this is going to happen. And there's almost nothing that you can do about it. Fighting eminent domain in the courts, it's almost impossible. It's super expensive. It, it's almost impossible. It's super expensive. It, ha it, it happens and I think, sometimes. It's super expensive. I, I but think, like, it, it's almost impossible. Yeah, I think Jay... Yeah, it's I think coming. Jr. Jr. <laughs> has dabbled in that world a little bit in his careers that he's had over his life. You know, you know a bit about that, right, Jr.? No. No, not only have I dabbled in it, it happened to me. <laughs> oh, jeez! So, I mean, grow, grow, growing up, they uh, they put a bypass around the small town where I grew up in northern New York, and you know we had, you know, I grew I grew up on a farm and way upstate northern New York near near the Canadian border and they put the bypass around the town and took uh trying to remember somewhere around uh three acres of uh of our land that divided our farm now in half uh and we took the I just remember my dad was like well whatever you know um you know I was I wasn't that old in the mid 70s but um but our neighbor his best friend he fought it and I think uh, we got, you know, I don't remember what it was, like three grand or something for our, uh, our, our three acres. And the neighbor ended up fighting it and doing all this and got uh, five, you know, I mean, but it took years. So it was for the public good to create a more efficient uh, road around our little town. And, you know, that was just the government doing it. It wasn't a private uh, type thing, but that's the challenge with these incentives that these communities and counties are, are so much uh, involved in. They're all fighting for the same company and they do, you know, pilot programs where they reduce the taxes over X amount of time. You know, it's called payment low taxes or they, uh, they have, you know, other, you know, other incentives where they don't pay tax on their energy or, you know, there's just lots of things they can do to put a package together to bring in this business. But when the incentives run out, Pfizer situation that you're referring to, I'm sure that had a lot to do with why it made sense to now move to greener pastures and take the next good deal. And that's, you know, it's, it's the challenge. I mean, in New York, where we're not competitive without incentives, you wouldn't get anybody to come to New York if you have a package uh, to, to promote your area. So every county's got their industrial development agency that basically is, you know, all trying to lure the same uh folks in what is you know waters that aren't great <laughs> right. to, uh, to fish in otherwise so yeah, you no. put these packages together and this is you know it, it's a double-edged sword it is a double-edged sword and, and i get the need to put i mean life happens expansion happens we grow as people and you know we need the freeways to go through but but with what you were reading l and I'll get you know, and Juliet. Maybe you could chime in on this a little bit. But, but you, what what I took from what you were reading, is that they allocated money to get rid of the freeway and put the homes back. And then who are they going to give them to? And, I mean, and rebuild the free, freeway somewhere else. It's a revenge uh, bill. It's one hundred percent revenge. I mean, Juliet, you're okay. We all on the show are just simple people. We're not experts in anything. We're not big, high, you know what I mean? I mean, we're just, we're, we're, <laughs> we're working people. We're just living our life. And we just want our people that we send to Washington, D.C. to do the right thing. And they are so out of control. I mean, Juliet, you look at this and what, do you, what goes through your head as a person who just, it's just a normal person. I paid those taxes. 
Like I, I, I worked hard and then I had to pay taxes and the, so that they could rip out a highway to rebuild it so that they can build houses that nobody's asking for, right? Like what on earth? This is, this is what we're paying for. And it's awful because these are the people that collectively we elected and we don't really have much of a say in it. I mean, it's just absolutely insane. If this, if they gave the population the opportunity to go to a poll and vote yes or no, should this exact situation, should this happen, we would all vote no. But because we elected them and they have whatever plans they're up to, they, they're just going to go ahead and do things. They know that we would all be against. It makes no sense at, at all. Yeah, this makes absolutely this makes zero sense. This is why my 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 little pea brain. It makes my little, perfect sense, though. They, yeah, it, they it does. They won't. They, they know that reparations will not pass. So this mm -hmm. is their version of that. The infrastructure bill is that. Is reparations and the new that. Green Deal. Yeah. And everything else they can't get through. It's both. It's everything. It's just a show. It's literally the worst thing. I've everything's ever racist. Yeah, everything's racist. And <laughs> yeah, everything's. I mean, racist. just being in Congress should be racist. So they all need to quit. I mean, really. I mean, Nancy <laughs> Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is so woke and so anti-anti-racist. She needs to quit and give her job to a minority. But she'll never do that because it's not about race. It's about party, tribe, power, money. That's what it's all about. Um, I got one more quick thing. It's more of just a, a interesting, fun thing, and then but we're over time. So Can I add one more thing to that, really quick. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like this, like two sentences. So just so <laughs> you know about this eminent domain thing, because this is something that I've been working on for a long time. Me and my friend Corey, her, her website is CoreyZigs.com. She and I work together on this. I've been researching this for a long time, putting together some stuff for this because it's huge. Uh, with the eminent domain thing, if you live any anywhere you live in the United States, if you live within fifteen minutes of any like city center or town center anywhere in the United States, your uh, property will be at risk at, with this infrastructure bill because <laughs> all of the things that they're trying to put in. They if said you live within 15 minutes of a city center, your your property is is in the in the danger zone. So Just it so said, you know. so, so they said, <laughs> so they said they actually used minutes, not miles. Well, so this is a, a, a eminent domain expert that I've been consulting with on this. Okay. Uh, that. Uh, so she didn't say she said like in the south okay we convey distance with time i don't right. know if that's something that people do otherwise but i'm like oh yeah that's just 15 minutes up the road but i th maybe it is like 15 miles or something like that but i, I just because here in la here in la 15 minutes is like two exits yeah. that's about it right, it's, like, it's not even a whole mile <laughs> That's interesting. But yeah, no, in the South, like minutes and miles are basically interchangeable. But yeah, I guess like within like a 15 mile right. radius. But like because of all of the, they're wanting to build all these like electric car charging centers and all these like uh, you'll notice them start to pop up now. These like mixed use like retail and living spaces. But they're like, you don't even have to walk. It's a walking community. This is literally part of their plan. It's part of Agenda 2030. It's to get people out of cars, get people in these little centers, and then they're going to start saying, well, you like, we're going to just connect everything with high speed rail. Well, now you have to get vaccinated and jump through this hoop to go on this high speed rail. So you can't go anywhere. Like, it's literally all part of their plan. It's all part of their plan. And you it's sound crazy when you talk about it, but it's true. <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, like you coin, well, somebody coined the phrase that uh, conspiracy theories are just spoiler alerts. I am. I'm, I just I shared that the other day, but I didn't come up with it. Yeah, I, I, I am. Uh, I am. I am really believing that Alex Jones was a was a futurist. I mean, he came. I, he's being proved yeah. right left and right. I mean, mm. 
you know, you know, the stuff that we were saying that you and I were saying when we first started chatting on Twitter and whatnot that we thought was this crazyville is now turning out to be right. So I don't know what all that means. Oh, I, just, I never thought it was crazyville. Well, I mean, what the when I say crazy, we didn't think it was crazyville, but the populace oh, right. was like, "Oh, that's conspiracy. Yeah. You're just fine. You're smoking something," <laughs> and now it's all coming well, true. I shared this on I shared this on Gab just the other day. I shared I shared a, an excerpt of an article where, in like in mid April, they were talking about vaccine passports, about how the like Republicans were starting to push back and pass legislation against vaccine passports. But in that article I shared on Gab, they were talking about how. Uh, like Republicans were overreacting. It's just a small partnership between a private company in New York State and it's limited, blah, blah, blah. So three months ago, they were saying, oh, this is just Republicans being crazy. And literally, look at us now. You know, yeah. look at us now. So uh, so who's crazy now? That's what yeah, I say. Bitch. We're all crazy. I wish I, I wish I had the crazy train button, but I don't. JV won't give oh, that one. Yeah, JV, he won't he won't give it up. He won't give up the, the crazy train video. Well, I hope I hope JV, <laughs> we're at the end of our time. Thank you everybody for hanging out for so long. I mean, we're just rambling here and having a good time. And please smash that like button. Please subscribe. Yeah. Uh this this uh this will eventually be up on our podcast platform. So if you're listening on podcast, you know, if you could just sneak over to YouTube and just hit the subscribe button. You don't have to watch us here, but just hit the subscribe <laughs> button. That will help us out. It'd be we, we would greatly appreciate that. Maybe hit the like button while you're there, too. But you also can catch us on, what is it? What is it? Uh, Roku? Roku. Roku. We're on Roku. We're on uh, all the platforms. Roku. Is it Roku or Roku? No, it's Roku. Well, don't, don't do that to me because it took <laughs> me a long time to break <laughs> saying Roku. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. But anyway, everybody, thank you for showing up. Um, we will be back on Wednesday. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about something. Uh, and then uh, Elle and I are talking about doing a, a show after the Friday show uh, of all the crazy stuff we're not allowed to talk show about on Rumble. Show. A show after the show. But it'll be streamed on yeah, Rumble, so we'll be able to talk about all the stuff that YouTube will nuke us for. So uh, watch for that also. Also, but, side, side note, just announcement to, to my peeps here. I'm considering starting to do a nightly, like super night owl late night live stream. I realize that's not going to work with a lot of people's schedules, but that's when I'm up anyways. Yeah. And that's usually when I have the most like energy and I want to talk about stuff. So I think it'd be kind of fun to start doing like like a midnight live stream from like 12 to 1 every night. Or maybe not every night, but like just to, like. When chat, you have something chat, to ramble about. Things. Yeah, because like I mean, like there's there's like from like 4 a.m. to you know 11 p.m. There's something going on, but at midnight there's very little going on. So I think that might be my time for me to have my show. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just all right. I'm playing with that idea. So all right, uh, Juliet, Juliet, where can people find you? If they want to reach out to you. You can find me on Gab. You can <laughs> like that's the only place I am anymore. The only I place you are. Up on all everything else, I'm out. I'm off <laughs> big tech, but. Come on, Gab, you'll like it there. <laughs> awesome. And JR, where can people find you if they want to reach out? Oh, right down below if they'd like to touch base. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. And you can find me everywhere. I'm kind of everywhere. Just uh, don't turn around because I'm looking at you right now. And uh, until Wednesday, uh, everybody have a great night. <laughs>